What's up, y'all? It's Russ Parr. Welcome to the Russ Parrcast. Today, we're talking to a brilliant mind. The brother's name is Paul Butler. And, of course, he's a Georgetown University law professor, just one of the best legal minds out there. With all these cases going on and all these horrible cop shootings, I thought we would bring a legal mind on the show today to discuss his expectations, uh, what he thinks is going to happen in this particular case with Chauvin, and also the Potter shooting of um, Mr. Wright. It's horrible, despicable, and disgusting. And get his take on that. So let me go ahead and introduce my man, Mr. Butler. His name is Paul Butler, a Georgetown University law professor, MSNBC legal analyst, author of Chokehold, Policing Black Men, a must-read. And I know you get tired of me telling you this every time we talk. I think you're one of the brightest legal minds out there. And whenever I see you come on TV, I'm going, yes, I'm, a I'm about to learn something. But I wanted to have you on, man, because we're having such trying times right now. And uh, uh, you can actually inform us as to what we should expect um, especially regarding the Chauvin trial. I am, I'm at a point right now, I don't have high expectations. Do you? Well, first, Russ, thank you for the shout out. Really appreciate it. And right back at you, my brother. I, I love what you do every you. day, keeping people informed. Thank you. The Chauvin trial. The prosecution's evidence is overwhelming. They, they had to bring it and they brought it every police witness was on point. Every expert medical witness was on point. The main defense theory is that Chauvin is not the reason that George Floyd is dead. And they don't have to prove what killed Mr. Floyd. All they have to do is suggest there's reasonable doubt that it was Chauvin. So that's why we heard, well, well maybe it was meth. Maybe it was a, a fentanyl overdose. Maybe it was heart disease. Maybe it was lung disease. Maybe it was COVID-19. Russ, yesterday, they had the nerve to say maybe it was carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm -hmm. The car, as far as they knew, wasn't even running. Mm. This is crazy. You know, Chauvin took the fifth. He decided not to testify. Do you think he did that out of fear that the prosecution was so good? I mean, they were good. Uh, and you, you don't see that all the time. Um, or the fact that he's going to incriminate himself. I mean, the empirical evidence is right there. You see it all for nine minutes and 30 seconds. What do you think the strategy there of not taking the stand? No way a defense attorney could let Chauvin take the stand. As you say, it would have been way too risky. The prosecutor would have taken him through every second of that nine-minute and 29-second video, mm. and what in the world could he say mm. that would make it make sense? Plus, if Chauvin had taken the stand, that could have opened the door to the jury finding out about all of these complaints that citizens have filed against him over the years. Mm. So all the different charges that they have, uh, do you expect him to be exonerated of, of a few of them, or do you feel that all of them are in play? You know, Russ, the judge is going to tell the jurors to use their common sense. The prosecutors have to prove excessive force and that it's Mr. Chauvin's actions that were a substantial factor in Floyd's death. They don't have to be the only reason. 
what what our children did, but it has to be a substantial factor. And common sense, I think, leads to one conclusion. The hardest thing for the defense is the last two minutes of that video, because Russ, at that point, this dirty cop knew that Mr. Floyd did not have a pulse, and yet he kept his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck for another two minutes. Mm. It's just devastating to watch. I, to be honest with you, Paul, I just really had a hard time. Oh, by the way, y'all were talking to uh, uh, Mr. Paul Butler, Georgetown University law professor, MSNBC legal analyst. You see him all the time. Uh, one of the things that really troubled me is I had a hard time watching it because of all the new video um, evidence it, it is really hard. I mean, that that defender, uh, the, 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 the attorney, the, the defense, he had a yeoman's task in order to say, what you're seeing really isn't happening. <laughs> yeah. But we've been through that with Rodney King, and it just disheartens me because you know that this one happened to get on videotape. There are a lot of these things that happen that don't get on videotape. Uh, in this in this guy's case, everybody's like mad at, at the defense attorney, but he's just doing his job, and I get that. But what I didn't get is his witnesses. I mean, they, they were destroyed at every turn. You think that there could be a biased juror that's going to just like say, okay, hey, listen, you know, he's having a bad day, and he's, he's not guilty. You know, the defense didn't have a whole lot to work with, the evidence in this case is really just overwhelming. But these defense experts, they didn't even seem that well prepared. They didn't even seem to know the case that well. And in some of these instances, you get experts who are basically hired guns. They will testify to whatever, whoever is paying them the most money mm-hmm. wants them to say. Or sometimes they have agendas of their own. So a lot of times in cases in which police officers are being prosecuted, the expert witnesses that they use always testify in cases in favor of the cops. I'm not asking you to be psychic, but what do you think is going to stick? You know, I was a prosecutor for many years, and it, it may sound a little naive, but I believe in the jury system, and I believe that in this case, the evidence is overwhelming. It's a very diverse jury. The jury's more diverse than the city of Minneapolis. Six people of color. Plus, I think these jurors are going to do the right thing. It only takes one. To it throw. only takes one. That's right. That's true. And that's a problem. Let me ask you before I let you go, because I know you've got a really busy schedule, but um, this other horrible shooting where the police officer was yelling, taser, taser, taser. Um, It just seemed to me, and you being a prosecutor and a legal mind, was she already setting herself up for her trial? Do you think in the background, and this is speculation on our part, do you think when she said that, she knew that that is going to be her rally cry when she goes to court? It's a very important question. Just because Officer Potter says it was an accident, doesn't mean that that's true. I don't get how this cop with 26 years of experience made this mistake. Russ, she was actually training other officers when she killed Mr. Wright. The the manual for her police department says, don't use tasers on people in cars. Mr. Wright was in a car. 
the manual says, when you use a taser, aim for the lower body, not the head or chest. Mr. Wright was shot in his chest. Mm. And, and what's amazing to me is that she resigned immediately. It, it just, I'm doing the right thing by resigning immediately. No, this, this is a horrible shooting. This, and to, I don't know if it's gotten to the point in these police forces that it's just bragging rights. Oh, I shot another one today. I, I don't know if that's what's going on, but it's disheartening. I, I'm, I'm, I got to probably have you on when that trial goes back and goes down. Um, the beautiful thing about you is that you don't charge me, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell everybody, you've got to read this book, Chokehold, Policing Black Men. You have to read it. You have to get your young nephews and, and, and your children, your, your young black men, to read this book. Moms, read this book. I'm telling you, it's a fabulous piece of work. Paul, I think you're brilliant, sir. And I thank you for telling you for your time. Thank you, my brother. That means everything coming from you. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Russ Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and let everyone in your circle know about the Russ Podcast. We'll be dropping Russ's rants occasionally, so make sure you check that out. And a new episode each week. Check me out during the weekday mornings on the Russ Park Morning Show, syndicated nationally. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Russ Parr Show. Thanks again, y'all.